Welcome to the Soul Mama podcast, where we have deep and honest conversations about healing, awakening, spirituality, and wellness on the sacred journey of conscious motherhood. We ask how we can walk this path in a way that nourishes, elevates, and heals us and our children. We deserve space and time to slow down and tune in to our hearts, to heal ourselves, and to honor our highest callings. It starts with us. I'm Nahanda Truscott-Reed. I'm a mother, holistic wellness coach, writer, and speaker, and I am passionate about all of the ways we can raise our consciousness and come into more alignment and power as women and mothers. So we can heal the past and make more empowered choices for the future. Our stories and voices matter. It is my intention that these conversations inspire, motivate, and move you on your own Soul Mama journey. I'm so honored that you're here. This conversation is with Caroline Shola Arawa. Being based in the UK, Caroline Shola Arawa was one of the first women that I came across as a woman of colour in the wellness industry. She's a veteran in this game and she's a personal friend and teacher of mine. She's also known as the energy doctor and she's transformed lives worldwide for over 30 years with her pioneering award-winning work. Shola's published five books, including the classic Opening to Spirit, now in its 20th year anniversary edition, and Energy for Life. She became a yoga teacher in 1985 and is also a humanistic psychologist and mentor to yoga teachers and wellness coaches. Shola is the founder of Energy for Life Wellness Coach Training and she presents worldwide and also features in the film Yoga Woman. Her latest book is Alchemy of Energy, Change Your Energy, Change Your Life and she's passionate about helping people get their energy and lives on track. In this conversation, I invite Shola to break down the chakras to learn how we can actually work with them. And we talk about the effects that birth can have on the root chakra. And of course, I couldn't let her go without asking what mamas can do to boost our energy. I really hope you enjoy it. Greetings, Shola, and welcome to the Soul Mama podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Hi there. I really wanted to have this conversation with you today because in the world of motherhood, one of the things that I have felt and I know my clients have felt is this sense of energy drain, the sense of tiredness, of exhaustion, of overwhelm. And when I was thinking back to all of the things that have inspired me on my own journey and the things that have really supported my healing and my balance, um, I had to come back to the work that you and I have done in the past. And it seems that throughout your career as a coach, as a yoga instructor, as an author, energy and the chakra systems is kind of the golden thread that runs beneath everything. And so I thought, who better to speak to than you, the energy doctor? Um, <laughs> hey, now this gives me an opportunity in terms of what you've just said as well to kind of just acknowledge your journey, Nahanda, because thank you. Um, as you're saying, I remember our coaching sessions 
yeah. way back, way back, and you were kind of clarifying some things, but all you really wanted was to be a mama. <laughs> yes. Do you remember? Do you yeah. remember? <laughs> if I'm from day, from as long as I can remember, that has always been a central part of my vision. Um, and to be in that space now, living that reality and doing so in a way that I can also support other women on that journey as well is a beautiful unfolding for me. So thank you for um, reminding me of that space. Yeah. So just acknowledging that, you know, where you were, where you are now with your two beautiful children and the work that you're doing with others on that whole kind of journey of kind of conscious parenting. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. And yes, 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 energy is a major major thing that we want to kind of I want to say get right but we definitely want to kind of be on the right track with energy because of course as a parent it's going to affect everything 100% definitely and so I think the words chakra have become kind of part of popular culture at the moment you know everybody's wanting to align them and not mess with them and you know there is this kind of uh, trend I would say that has kind of come around this um, this idea but the way that you approach it goes very deep and looks at the kind of origins you know the ancient traditions and where this actually comes from the understanding and so I wondered if we could kind of begin to uncover the the learning and the teachings that you share around your approach to the chakras yeah that's that's kind of interesting and I'm, I'm as you're saying that it's become kind of let's say popular language almost yeah, popular maybe superficial way of looking at chakras um but I guess any time that we are thinking about our energy and thinking about that what me what that actually means for us it's always it's always a good thing and so no matter how we kind of enter, no matter how we come into an awareness that there is something more um, and that there's something kind of fundamental that supports who we are, that's always, that's always a good thing. But yes, I certainly like to look at it in quite a kind of deep and, um, you know, kind of focused way. It's, I guess, energy and chakras and what that means for us has been pretty much a life's work for myself um, and I do kind of um, now I talk about taking a new look at the ancient chakra system mm. that's one of the things that I kind of talk about um, so that to be honest there is so much in what you've asked me so I you know I can kind of look at it from a real kind of historical perspective um, I take the chakra system right back to the very beginning of time or I can look at it in terms of what is the chakra system and why is that kind of important to us? So where do you want to start? Yeah, I think let's start with what is it? I think many of my listeners will have an understanding, if not a kind of experience of working with it, but it would be good to kind of reframe that from your perspective. Um, so yeah, let's start there. Yeah. Okay. So for myself, um, the chakra system, it, it's an organizing principle. Mm-hmm. So I don't kind of see it as, um, you know, just kind of seven nicely colored dots on the body, although it is an inner rainbow. Mm -hmm. And that is often a kind of really simple way of understanding the chakras. 
So once we know, and I'm sure all mamas have to go through red and orange. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you know, you know your rainbow colors. Yeah. And so once you know your rainbow colors, you know the inner rainbow of the chakras. Right. That is going to be red for the root chakra and orange for your sacral chakra, yellow for solar plex, green for the heart center, blue, kind of sky blue for the throat, indigo, that kind of midnight blue for the inner eye and violet, gold, or white for, for the crown. So we know those colors and actually just on that level which is a kind of fairly superficial level and superficial way of looking at chakras but it's still useful we can think about color in terms of the colors maybe as you're listening what colors are you wearing right now and what is that saying about your energy right now Mm -hmm. what colors do you have in your wardrobe what colors do you have in your home in your surroundings What colors do you have on your plate when you sit down for your meals? So all of these things will tell you something about your energy and where it is at any given time. So that's a kind of in to the chakra, yeah, to the chakra system. So it's an organizing principle, essentially, that helps us to understand everything that was, is, or shall be. Mm, I'm just letting that resonate because it's it's powerful. It's powerful, and I, and I definitely feel like going deep into this subject for this conversation is exactly what we need to do because being able to discern and feel that energy, you know, and be able to understand what's happening to us on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level, I feel is the gift that we can give to ourselves that will enable us to move through life in a much smoother way. And if we can do that as mothers, then the gift that we give to our children, that sense of self-awareness and being able to work with their energy and work, you know, for it and not against it. I think this is the gift of of the conscious mother, you know? So, um, so imagining we're starting from a place of pregnancy and pregnancy being the space of which, you know, spirit, physical body, um, energy, everything is kind of going through an upheaval and a disruption. Um, and often what I see is that a lot of women don't ever come back into that space of balance into that space of completion and kind of wholeness energetically. And so a lot of the things that come up for new mothers, especially, you know, with exhaustion, sleep deprivation, um, you know, mental ill health, I see these as direct fallouts from the disruption that happens with the introduction of a new soul, a new spirit, a new entity. And often our culture doesn't give space for the subtleness of what's happening and the work that needs to happen, the active work that needs to happen to address that balance. And so imagining a woman feeling that sense of energetic depletion, um, what could be some ways that she would start to work with her chakras or at least step into an awareness of the chakras to be able to understand where that imbalance may lie or what things she might be able to do to kind of address that and come back into some harmony? Okay, that's a whole lot. (laughs) 
Okay, so first of all, I think one of the things that that's kind of really interesting about what you said is about um, new mothers not getting back. Now, what I kind of understand in terms of what you're saying is about coming back into a place of wholeness within oneself, because obviously, energetically, things are never going to be the same again. You're welcoming this new soul, and there's that whole journey, that kind of step down journey through the chakras. And I remember I was covering this on on your training and just how I think you were pregnant at the time, actually. Yes. And, um, you know, just thinking about as that soul kind of enters and that is a chakra journey in itself, Mm -hmm. you know, so moving really from that place of undifferentiated spirit and moving through the vision of the parents to maybe communication on the, on the, um, in terms of ether, so that soul that is returning, identifying who those parents are going to be, the kind of love, the compassion, mm. the conception, and then the nine months in the water energy, the, in the womb of the mother, and then being born from the root chakra of the mother. I mean, I know not always, but ultimately from the root chakra of the mother so that's that kind of first journey and then for that for the mother of course energy wise there's that kind of you know tremendous bond Mm. with that child that in in fact it starts before for for myself a lot of clients would would come and see me for energy work whilst they're pregnant because they're already adjusting to how they were parented Mm new child that is um you know being created in their womb and how they want to parent so energetically there's already that kind of awareness and that weaving of new life and that connection and bond so I think what what is really important is that as you move into this sacred journey of parenting that you also have an awareness of yourself still as a whole individual energetically. Mm. So yes, you are this precious being's mother, but also I'm sure the more you can maintain that awareness of your own sense of being, your own needs, your own alone time and kind of carving that out. And of course it's difficult, but it's about having an awareness of a need for that before it gets to a place where there's an expression of frustration and resentment and all of the kind of negative energies that can be coming out because you are not honoring your own self and your own space. Mm-hmm. So that is just so it's so important to to really honor as a mother your own space and also what you're doing is you're helping anyone else who is in your household to kind of learn what's important to you. You know, historically a mother was somebody who kind of negated self, negated everything and you you, you know and just kind of whether they were enjoying it or not enjoying it they were just became a kind of I don't know maternal provider of sorts and kind of negated self and I think that in in being conscious that's what we want to really avoid yes I definitely hear that 
you know, the martyr model, that's what I call it, the kind of the self-sacrificing mother, you know, as being the virtuous mother. Like, I would love to say that that's something of the past, but it's something I know surfaces, you know, in my own experience and for the women that I've worked with, you know, this sense of, of the, the ability that you can be a good mother sometimes feels like it equates with how much you're willing to give up of yourself and to actually get to a space of realizing that, no, my reclamation of my own self and my reclamation of my own space and my own identity outside of this role and outside of these children is the work, you know? Absolutely. And also you're teaching children. So children are watching what you're doing. So they're learning from that. You know, so if you're teaching them that, you know, you you are a kind of a, a martyr and their every need always comes before your own, then of course they're going to behave from that place. Whereas if you help them have an understanding, and I think children from, from really quite early can have a language in terms of chakras to explain emotions and feelings and different things that they can do when they feel different things that relate to chakras. Maybe they feel scared or maybe they feel angry or maybe they feel upset. But that can be expressed through an awareness of the chakras. It then gives you a language as well so that you can say that And so that there can be some kind of understanding of when we feel these kinds of ways, this is what we need and this is what happens and this is what we do. You know, you can do it, mummy does it, you know, all of these things. It can, um, you know, it's a way of teaching as well. You know, children are watching your every move and each and every one of us, we were all children. And if you can remember, we don't always do what we're told. (laughs) we're watching we're watching the whole time always learning always watching I think the the thing that came up for me with what you were just saying is that that's definitely the practice I've tried to craft at home you know with my daughter she's four now and um we talk about emotions and sense of colors and you know that she's able to communicate and articulate her feelings in a way that she knows is going to be safe and held Um, but one of the things that came up when you were speaking was the sense of the change in the practice kind of pre-children versus post-children. And so some of the things that you speak about in your book, Energy for Life, for example, um, you know, uh, a physical practice, having the breath work, you know, eating in a certain way, doing journaling and affirmations. These are all tools that women, and I know myself, relied on really heavily um, before children. And then since children, I've kind of adapted a lot of those techniques because it hasn't felt possible to do them in the same ways. And so I wondered for a woman who's maybe at home with a young baby, young child, and is feeling like that feels like a a bit of a stretch, you know, what, what are some easy ways, um, or things that they can do that don't necessarily take that level of time alone um, to really come back into that space of alignment and balance energy-wise? I think it's twofold um, because obviously there's also a mindset piece. And and I'm I'm kind of laughing because um, even before children, before BC, (laughs) it is already a stretch. Remember, (laughs) it's kind of, it's already a stretch. It's already not so easy. 
So then with the introduction of little souls in our lives, then we need to readjust. But I think the very first thing to remember is that raising children is spiritual practice. So let me just say that again. Raising children, it is spiritual practice. And that is really important. So that's the first place Mm. that becomes kind of twofold. So that is our spiritual practice. It is about service. No, we don't want to be martyrs. But yes, we are in service to this being. That's a spiritual practice. Yeah in and of itself. So that awareness lifts, hopefully, some of the kind of pressure. And then I think, secondly, as we're saying, we also need that space that is for self. So that's because you need it. And it's also because the household needs to learn that as well. So then I think, you know, what I have personally learned over the years, you know, I've gone from in opening to spirit, somebody who would talk about you know, if, you, if you're being spiritual at all, you better do an hour and a half practice every day. And of course, that's what I personally did religiously for years and years and years. And actually, I really give thanks that I had the opportunity to do that. But that was also quite a long time ago. And I think there's an acceleration. You know, there's, there's um, a, a kind of acceleration and just awareness, a kind of speeding up a quickening in terms of our awareness and I think that when we are coming in at this time we don't need as much as say we needed however many years uh, yeah however many years ago it was and um, that's not to let you all off the hook altogether and so and so I think that you know times of the essence And there are things that you can do. You know, there are energy exercises right down to what I call a two minute vacation. That literally, if we just need space, you know, you take your right hand, you bring it onto your heart center. You take your left hand, you put it on your sacral chakra and you get still for a moment. You know, you fall back in love with yourself. You allow your chakras, your energy, your being to realign. Mm. Let's take a breath. So mm. that's our most kind of simple practice. So nobody has uh, an excuse for not taking two minutes, mm-hmm. even down from five, two minutes for self. You can do that. Of course. You know. Definitely. And and one of the things that I found saved me was kind of introducing that level of mindfulness and meditation in the breastfeeding practice. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is a moment where, you know, you can multitask away and you're you're feeding your baby. And, you know, I see women on their phones and it's like, instead of that being a time of distraction, why not make that an inward kind of nourishment for yourself where you can reconnect back to the source that's nourishing us and be fed whilst you're feeding your child. And that's one of the exercises that I do with women and I did with myself and I found it really balanced me because you're doing that 15 times a day, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, by, by the end of that, you're going to definitely be in some alignment, right? Right. <laughs> right. And that really blesses a child, that time, you know, just scientifically. I mean, I know we're talking with moms, but I'm talking science as well. What is going on in that process? 
you know, what what the child is learning, the kind of energy that is being laid down for the rest of that child's life. And so, of course, the more present you are for yourself, the more you're blessing your child as well. And yeah, you deserve that time. So yeah, off the phones and all of all of that. Definitely. And so there is this sense in what we're saying about alignment being the default. And sometimes it's the things that we do to excess or not enough of that kind of tip us off of that natural alignment. Um, and so if there's that sense of imbalance, either it's showing up in, in the physical body or in the emotional body, um, is it about removing things, doing things differently, or is it about just kind of clearing space to come back into what is the natural default? Yeah. I mean, I think it's different things for different people. And I think what is important is to really kind of get in tune uh, with what works for you. You know, what works for you? Do you need to really stop? Do you need to plan? Do you kind of need to make a list of things so that they're not in your head and you're not feeling so overwhelmed? Do you need, wait for a minute, more support? (laughs) You know, do you need to call on someone maybe outside of the family? Mm. You know, maybe some of the kind of things that you offer. Nahanda, you know, do you need more help and more support as well? Mm. So it's really asking ourselves what we need at any given space and time. I think so. I think so. And then really listening and honoring that. So there isn't a kind of, you know, good mother. This is what good parents do. This is what good whoever it is do. You know, that's fiction. It's what do you need to do to be a good enough parent? What needs to happen? What do you need to do for yourself so that you can really show up for your child? So so these are the questions, you know, do you need to create a morning ritual? You know, I'm all for getting up and kind of raising energy before anybody else wakes up in the household. So give us an example. What would you do to raise energy first thing in the morning? I mean, there are all kinds of things, you know, it might be your meditation and just being still. It could be writing in your journal. I mean, some people make a cup of tea and they sit at the table and they're just, I don't know, looking out the window at the garden. It's kind of, I mean, that's not something for me personally, but if that's what works for you. So I think, you know, I mean, I have so many things in opening to spirit, so many practices you know, that people can do There's that, you know, it's just kind of like far too many to, to think of. And I think, I think what's really important for me is that people find something that really works for you. I'm sure all mothers have things that they're not doing that they could be doing more of mm. for self. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Even as you're speaking, I'm like, the list of, in my mind is growing of like... That's right. The possibilities it's it's about looking at the opportunities and instead of thinking about it as a as a should and another burden and something else that's just going to make me feel bad it's thinking about where else can I give back to myself and and like you say honor yourself so that you are able to show up in this full and present way for your children and for others um and so one of the things that I'd like to share um when I wake up in the morning so my son is the first one to wake up he's still an early riser um and as my two feet as they hit the ground 
I say thank you. I think that was a Michael Beckwith um, uh, recommendation that I heard one time and it just stuck with me because I thought my feet are always going to have to touch the ground and it's just a nice kind of trigger for me to to remember. And then I go and I greet him and he has um, his his first feed of the morning and Mm. I just take that time to just look at him and really savour That's the, lovely. The senses, you know, like, and give thanks. It's just like a Thanksgiving. Um, and so that really sets me up. I think I would definitely like to have some more alone time to build in some of those, you know, more of those practices mm. for self. But I think those kinds of uh, opportunities are definitely there for us if we want them. Mm. And so it's just about choosing the things that make us feel good and feel feel ease, you know, yes, brings absolutely. ease with it. Absolutely. And I think of the things that you could do uh, from, you know, from each person's own list, anything that you could do, just choose one, you know, just choose one of those things. So there's no charge around the things that are not happening and that you're not doing, but just choose one that you are doing, you know, make it doable for yourself. So it should be something that doesn't take too long. And it's one thing that you can do for yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I love that one thing that feels doable definitely there's a sense of ease that comes with that immediately like okay I can do that <laughs> and it's small wins isn't it Absolutely. it's like the, the mental build once we're able to kind of see that one thing and feel the results from that one thing and then realize like oh that's the same commitment that I need to show to do the next thing so yeah it's definitely a growth through that journey. Well, I'm just thinking, because you keep saying about ease, there's something that I can also share is around creating ease, which is the energy, awareness, success, and excellence, which is really important to me, creating ease, because as you know, I say, if you're not creating ease in your life, then you are creating dis-ease. And of course, we don't want that. Would you like to give an overview now? And then we can include that as a kind of show note to this podcast. What I can share now is that it's about energy, awareness, success, and excellence. Okay. Yeah. So it's very much appreciating that energy and awareness equals success and excellence in anything that we do. Mm -hmm. And so we need to pay attention to each of those areas, what's going on with our energy, you know, what we're bringing into our awareness, what success actually is for us and how we use our energy to step up into that place of excellence. And actually, it used to be a seven week course because I know that time is of the essence. It's now been it's it's now it's still seven sections, but it's created in one PDF that you get it all at the same time and you can kind of look through and, um, it, you know, it's more a kind of awareness builder, actually. It doesn't ask you to do so much, but it definitely makes a difference when you have that knowledge. Oh, give thanks for that. I appreciate that. Um, and I wanted to go back, I guess, to the kind of journey, that journey that you described of the kind of soul coming into the mother's body and leaving the mother's body yeah. in most cases through the root chakra. And I feel like there is a closing that needs to happen that in our culture, we don't really honor, you know, the kind of post-birth rituals. And so 
a lot of women I see who haven't had anything like that to kind of close energy post birth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a kind of openness or a leaking of energy that is continuing to happen. Mm-hmm. So I wondered if you could speak to healing the root chakra specifically um, and what things we might want to consider when we're thinking about that area. Yeah, that's interesting. So what kind of comes up for me, of course, with that is the kind of rituals that we can do in nature. Right. And I don't know if you offer women something like that. That's a great idea. Yeah. So, you know, whether they are things like the rituals that are created around the placenta and taking the placenta back to the earth and and planting it. Um, whether you know there's rituals around kind of showing the children the moon and those those kinds of things that actually mark that change so they mark that shift from me as a single or a couple or whatever you've been before to really moving into this place and so a, a lot a lot of things that we do with the root chakra are literally on the earth you know so they're literally outside in nature coming back to oneself in terms of things like grounding and the tree pose when we're doing the tree pose and it's not the usual tree pose from yoga in case you're wondering but in this one it's more of a visualization where you're drawing the energy from the earth and you're drawing that energy up into the womb space so that is also very healing and very centering so you're literally coming back to center all of the kind of sacred bars with the herbs Mm. that you need all of those all of those things can be made into more meaningful rituals Mm. and so it's about consciousness and awareness in terms of that kind of completion of the pregnancy and that stage and moving into the kind of bonding and the mothering and the togetherness with your with your child Mm, and I personally don't think it's ever too late to do that you know for women who haven't had ceremony or ritual in place and maybe weren't aware and then you know have children that are older like the healing that can come from doing that at any stage postpartum um is, is still powerful and sometimes very necessary because we've never really marked that transition in a way that was celebratory. You know, there is the kind of, um, the shifting of, of attention goes straight to the baby and, and everybody's fussing and baby showers and naming ceremonies and all of that is there for the baby, which of course is, is, you know, celebrating new life. And that's amazing. But to kind of come back into this honoring of the mother and that completion, you know, on the physical level of that, um, endurance that has just happened, I think is so necessary. Um, and so it's just about this reconnection to nature and even in the foods we're eating, we can kind of bring that in. Food that you eat. Yeah. Because I think the reconnect, reconnection to mother as well, because what you're saying, you know, and you see it all the time where, you know, once that child is, is born, we want that baby to be kind of received and welcomed in the world. But at the same time, it is that kind of first place of the mother's kind of takes a slight back seat. It's like you're not noticed as much. Everyone is like, oh, little and, you know, and you have literally just labored to bring this child into the world. And as much as that is so special for the mother, at the same time, the child is kind of taking a place and you're kind of 
you know, behind that child. I mean, certainly, certainly in, um, in, in Nigeria, you would actually then become mother of, mm. so you, would, you know, so your own name is be called, is not called so much. You are now mother of that, you know, your, your kind of firstborn child. And so I think that that kind of real honoring of, of change and that real kind of major transition place in your journey as we go through, you know, from being pregnant to becoming a parent is, is really important to kind of mark that, you know, whichever way really works. But I do think, because it is the root chakra, I do think coming back to the earth, because that is like coming back to your mother. That is like being held by your mother. So I know some, of, some will have physical mothers and some not, but just kind of coming back to earth. And I think for the work that you're doing, Nahanda, you're familiar as well with um, the earth chakra salutation. And that would be a really beautiful part of, of any kind of ceremony because it's about being held. Yeah, no, I definitely work with a lot of that um, that energy, you know, whether it's visualization or meditation, um, because it is like we we give up, we kind of unconsciously give up this um, sense of being mothered ourselves like you said and, yeah. and we go into the all giving all doing you know a space and energy which is is required in western nuclear family setup where we're not supported by a village where we're not celebrated we're not honored you know that that is so easy to do and to fall into and so a lot of the work that I do is about this kind of allowing help in allowing support in but also energetic support that might not look like people coming to your house but just that is available for us you know through ancestral lineage through um connection to nature through opening to spirit you know i.e the title of your book and so that's the the level that i think we can tap into especially in this modern structure that doesn't really serve us um you know in our own balance and I'm thinking of that kind of um, ritual and practice of yielding because you know as you know becoming a mother you know these are strong powerful women and then there's this whole kind of process of becoming a mother that requires yielding you know there's so much vulnerability there's so much letting go there's so much release that needs to happen. You may not know yourself because of, you know, I don't know, hormonal things. And, you know, so you may not know yourself as you have been. And so there's that whole process of coming into, you know, becoming a mother and really changing, um, you know, so many things that happen. But, but having that understanding of not just the physiological changes, but the energetic shifts as well and speaking of that I feel like I've spoken on this podcast before about motherhood being a thinning of the veil a kind of ascension to a point of the rites of passage that then happens at birth but it's this opportunity to look at everything differently you know the way that the world is set up the way that our society is set up like all of a sudden a lot of things don't seem to make sense because you've borne witness to the greatest you know, miracle of, of life. 
Um, and so I wonder in this space and this vortex that is afforded to mothers going through this journey, how we can maintain that openness and harness that spiritual ascension that is possible. So you mentioned my first book, Opening to Spirit. So one of the things that I have there, and I think what, what you're saying as well is during this time, you become more aware of all of these things because you bear witness to a child coming to, into being. Yeah. But also that, is, that gives a longevity. So whereas you might be concerned about the next, I don't know, 60 years of life, now you're concerned beyond that. And beyond that, because this child is going to have children and going to have children and so on. So now the perspective has just expanded kind of tenfold in terms of our concerns. Yes. And one of the things that I share in the root chakra is a ritual a meditation and a practice that is about connecting to the mothers. And so it's about that connection through the womb to your mother and her mother and her mother and her mother's mother, mother's mother's mother, and kind of really taking us all the way back to Mother Earth herself. And so we become or we potentially can become more conscious of that because now we go back and we go forward in that journey. Mm. And I know recently there's been something that's been kind of shared about saying that your mother held your child in her womb. Yeah. Or that we were all in our, we were all in our grandmothers. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a kind of physiological version of that. But there's also the energetic version of that. And that energetic version literally goes back right to the very beginning of time. And so that, that lineage right back to the very beginning of time, that's your support network. That is a space for you to fall into. You do not have to know everything. You do not have to work everything out. You do not have to get everything right. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. You do not have to listen to everybody when this one's telling you and that one, all of those things. You don't need to do all of that. Sometimes, sometimes you can just yield and just fall back into that support network energetically mm, that feels so good just hearing those words um and yeah spiritually like that is the practice that I open to you know that sense of we are connected to every mother that has ever lived and the healing that we do and the choices that we make also have the power to heal backwards and forwards I know about the seven generations past and and future and so the kind of the the consciousness raising and the discernment and the choices that we make take on this kind of this weight which I guess on the one hand can feel like a big responsibility but then when you realize that you're you're resting on the shoulders of everyone else who's made the same been in these same situations you realize like I'm not alone you know and I think that's the thing that we're we're yearning for the most is that support and that sense of belonging and upliftment and that sense that we don't have to do it all by ourselves. Yeah. And I would say, don't even jump up on their shoulders, just get on their lap. 
Oh, even better. <laughs> yes, come to the bosom. Come to their bosom. That's right. That's right. Just just rest up on their lap, you know? Yeah. And so in that space, what kind of um I guess, ways do you open to that knowledge? You know, there's the hearing of that from somebody who's heard that for the first time and really wanting to connect with that energy. Is it a visualization? How how would they best connect to that? Yeah, I think it's knowing that this is already there. It's not something new. It's not something you're putting in. It's not something you have to create. It's not something you need. To, it's not a technology that you need to know how to kind of tap into it. It's present. It's who you are. It is already there. And so all you really need to do is just let go and be with that. So as you hear these words now that we're sharing, and as you come into this understanding, and it may be, as you say, the first time you're hearing that, know that I've been talking um, a lot with my students on E4L about whole brain technology. Mm-hmm. So know that that is already there. It's already present. And so it's only the kind of conscious mind that might be kind of like, oh, well, how does that work? How do I do that? (laughs) That's the conscious mind. But let's work with the whole brain. So let's work with the part of your being that already knows that. And in order to work with that part that's already in that place of knowledge, and I know you're right there with me. I know you have that. I know you know that you know. Just Mm -hmm. let go of the other part. If it's questioning, close your eyes. Literally Mm. climb up on the lap of your mothers, 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 the lap of the goddess, our mother earth, and just offer it up, you know, just offer it up. So any questions that you have, any fears that you have, any doubts that you have, any risks that you need to take, just offer it all up. Mm-hmm. just let it go and just rest on the lap of the goddess thank you that feels so good and I think it's a really good place to close because that feeling of peace and serenity and completeness it is available to us at any moment if we open to it and so I'm feeling this space of surrender I'm feeling this space of coming back to that knowing and that kind of feminine, maternal, eternal connection. Um, So thank you for gifting us with those powerful words. Beautiful. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. If people would like to know more about your work and what you're doing next, how can they find you? Shola.co.uk. So that's the website. It's you would also welcome to join me on Facebook. I hang out there quite a lot as well. Okay. Um, wellness revolutionaries. If people are wellness practitioners, then you might want to join us in there as well. And then I'm also going to give you the link, which actually is the website, so that you can mm-hmm. have access to the managing energy as well we mentioned earlier and creating brilliant well thank you again um it's been a pleasure and it's just nice to kind of revisit some of the work that you and I did um 
you know, that time ago. Um, and it continues, the journey continues. So thank you for your work in just showing so many of us the path. Um, and I hope it brings light and comfort to, to any who listen. Mm, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you for the work that you're doing, supporting mothers making a difference to the next generation raising the next generation of course is the most important work that we can do Ashe. <laughs> <laughs> blessings thank you my dear take care you too. next week i'll be speaking to kelly palmer also known as the peace-filled mama about what it means to raise children without controlling them, about how yoga provides a foundation for her parenting and why we have to do things differently to our parents' generation. Until then, stay blessed. Thank you so much for listening. Head over to soulmamajourney.com for more resources and ways I can support you on your own conscious motherhood journey. For more inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at soulmamacoach also get in touch via email through nahanda at soulmomajourney.com. I love to hear from you, what you thought, what you gained. Please take a moment to rate this podcast wherever you've listened to it and please share with others you know who would benefit from this conversation. I appreciate you. Thank you. This podcast was produced by myself and Chris James. Music by my talented friend Ayana Witter-Johnson. <laughs> <laughs>